You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. The Rural Report on Heather Duplessis Allen Drive with Ansco Foods, New Zealand's finest beef and lamb. Jamie Mackay joins me, the host of the country. Hello, Jamie. G'day, Andrew. You'd know the Puteki Tiki. Uh, uh, I think John Oliver knows more about it than wow. I do. I'm just an interested spectator. It is a beautiful... Well, yeah. who, who are you going to vote for for the bird of the century? I'm going the uh, Tui. I'm going the Tui. Uh, I like... How about the Keraru, the wood pigeon? Lovely. I love... We've got one of those that lives in a uh, nice tree right beside our house, so that's my favourite bird, except when it flies into the windows. It's <laughs> a big mark. Yes, and I've also seen them drunk on puri berries, and that's hilarious too, so there we are. Righto, now we've seen pictures of Sir John Key meeting with China's foreign minister. Turns out he's helping Zespri. What's happening? Well, he, he was on our show last week, actually, before he headed over there, and this is a man with a lot of, well, a lot of good connections. He's still got a lot of currency in China, and in, yes, you're dead right, he's met with China's foreign minister to discuss the illegal planting of gold kiwi fruit in China. Big numbers there, Andrew, 8,000 hectares. A, a Chinese grower from New Zealand who, who was living or working in New Zealand took some clippings to China in 2016. Um, so this is a real threat to um, our kiwi fruit sales or zespri sales in China. It makes up 25% of our total sales and the China market alone is worth $1 billion to us. So this pirate planting, if you want to call it that, is a real threat. I know that mm. uh, Zespri have been doing their own planting over there. They can control that. Uh, but we certainly don't want to let this one go because uh, it's our major market. So is there any sort of uh, remediation that uh, China can make? Has any news came out, come out of this this meeting about whether they will... I mean, I've heard some ideas of 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 uh, you know paying some sort of licensing fee to us because we created the clipping. Um, look, I, I honestly don't know the answer to that one, uh, Andrew. But when I was a kid, um, and that's a while ago, probably a bit like you, they were known as Chinese gooseberries. So maybe <laughs> we stole them off them, and they're just stealing them back. There you go. I'll throw that one in. That's fair enough. Hey, I went to the supermarket the other day and I got myself a lamb, a leg of lamb and it's sitting in the fridge and I'm about to use it and I was amazed at the price. The prices have fallen. Yeah, they've fallen. But interestingly, we got a text today on our show and I can't believe this and I'm going to do some homework on it because I know the leg of lamb you're talking about, um, well, you can tell me how much it costs you, but they are actually becoming cost effective and that's because farmers are getting paid so little for it. But we got a text through on today's show suggesting that lamb cutlets were selling for $73 a kilogram. Now, if that is the case, and I need to confirm that, that is daylight robbery. Yes. Farmers at the moment are getting $6.50 or less uh, for their lamb per kilogram. That's right across the whole carcass, of course. The lamb cutlets are the prime cut. Um, but the trouble for the poor old sheep farmers is that those, those lambs are probably, in fact, almost definitely going to be worth less than $6 a kilogram mm. in the height of the season, January, February, March. So make no mistake about it, Andrew, sheep farming is in real trouble at the moment. We've seen a slump in lamb prices, we've seen a slump in mutton prices, and strong wool particularly has been on a downer for the past few years. It's creeping back up, but from a very low base. And it's not that long ago, Andrew, uh, that... Sheep, the sheep industry was their number one industry. Wool yeah. was their number one export. Yeah. That ship as well and truly sailed. I don't understand the collapse of wool, 
Uh, but the land prices, I know, that it was eight fifty a while. Now it's down to six fifty. It's quite remarkable. And I can tell you what I paid for my leg of lamb. I paid $22.99. And so well, you, hope, so you walk Andrew, by your... I ho- yeah? Sorry, I hope every uh, Kiwi family takes advantage of these low yeah. prices and supports our sheep farmers in this nation because, you know, look, a leg of lamb at 22 bucks or whatever is probably good value. Oh, it's great value. You stick it in the roast... You, there's one meal, uh, lovely roast lamb, a bit of garlic inside it and, and a whole lot of rosemary. And then you've got a whole heap of lamb left for a salad the next day. It's two days worth of food for a family of four. And for 22 bucks, it's magnificent. And we've got a GDT auction tonight. What do you reckon? Well, this is interesting because we've had four upward auctions in a row since that big drop in August. And you might remember Fonterra went down to as low as $6.75 for their forecast milk price. I've lifted that to seven twenty-five. Um, I, I talked to a couple of experts that I use, Mike McIntyre from Jarden, Nathan Penny from Westpac, and they're both saying down 3% overnight, but they're calling this a blip rather than a change of direction. And this is being, they're saying this because the pulse, pulse auction that they use between global um, dairy trade auctions was down 2.8% for whole milk powder, 6.2% for skim milk. So we might see a small correction overnight, Andrew. I hope it's only that. Mm-hmm. But the general direction of travel for the dairy industry hopefully is heading upwards. I got a text in. I can confirm as a large sheep farmer from the Manawatu that I've seen lamb cutlets for $74 a kilogram in New World, and it makes us all so mad in the industry. So, yeah. Avoid- well, that, that might be the same text who texted us, Maybe. Uh, Andrew. But if, if that is the case, if that is the case, Someone needs to do something serious about that because that is daylight robbery. That is over 10 times what the farmers are getting paid for that meat. Now, Linda Top from the Top Twins, they've got a book that they're selling and she's also encouraging people to get outdoors. Yeah, I think this is a great initiative from Fish and Game New Zealand. Um, they've got uh, Linda or Dame Linda Top uh, as uh, fronting a campaign encouraging Kiwis to take up angling and fishing. So they're Got a whole lot of stuff on social media highlighting the many benefits of fishing and hunting, including environmental stewardship and conservation, food gathering, and improving mental health and well-being. That we all know that those things uh, can do for you. Uh, last year, approximately 120,000 people purchased fishing and hunting licenses from Fish and Game. Dame Linda Top herself, an angler and a hunter since childhood, is supporting this campaign, and she is encouraging Kiwis to rewild themselves andrew go yeah. figure that one that's great jamie mckay from the country for more from news talk zb listen live on air or online and keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio.